Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Doctor Who After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Doctor Who After Show. Hey, guys. Wow, I'm really, really loud. (laughs) That was an extra dose of Jenna. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Ah, Doctor Who music. Mm -hmm. Guys, welcome to our After Buzz wrap-up of Doctor Who Season 7, Episode 2, with the best title ever, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. It doesn't hide much, that title. No, No, it does not. It's what you see, what you get. (laughs) Guys, I am Jenna Bush, here with... I am Roth Cornett. And I am Matt Lieberman. Very special guest. Tucker Albrezzi. You guys, if you guys don't know Tucker, I'm going to insist right now that you go out and watch Paranorman. Yes. He voices the character of Neil, and it is hilarious. (laughs) Really, really good movie. You're all going to love it. Go check it out. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely amazing. Okay, guys, make sure, before we start, make sure you go to AfterBuzzTV.com, and you go to YouTube, and subscribe, and leave us really cool comments, and rate us really well, because that will make us very, very happy. And we will smile and bring you more Doctor Who goodness. And isn't that what you want, <laughs> it really? Is. It is. A little more Doctor Who. Can I compliment you on your bow tie just to start? Yes. Bow ties are cool. Incredibly cool. I was cool. just about to say that, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> That's awesome. No one here is wearing a Stetson or a Fez. No, unfortunately. I'm going to bring my Stetson next week. Are you? Okay. Yeah, for the Western episode. Okay, well, I was just at Dragon Con, and I saw so many people cosplaying as the Doctor. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. All doctors, many doctors. My friend did a TARDIS cosplay thing. I like it. It's kind of amazing. I Just, saw it with a working light on top. Yep, yeah. yep. He had a giant glowing blue ball on his head. Well, <laughs> as you do. We have Stetsons as well, so maybe we'll all do a bit of okay. cosplay next week. Done. I don't know how they're going to fit <laughs> over these, though. But let's start with this. What did you guys think of this week's episode? Loved this Loved week's this episode. episode. It was great. It's I, dinosaurs on a spaceship. Yeah, I, I may be going a bit far with this, but this may wind up being like one of my all-time favorite episodes. Really? I think I would say it's an instant classic. It's that yeah. perfect mix of of comedy and action and just an out there wackadoo premise that they go with, <laughs> so, with so wholeheartedly with so much fun. You've got a villain that you just hate. Oh, yeah. I think that this is actually one of the better and it's too bad it was albeit briefly yeah. that he appeared on with the doctor. But I think this is one of the better villains in that he really does strike that chord. I mean, you absolutely detest this person. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He killed Silurians. Yeah. I'm curious. So, Tucker, <laughs> what did you that. make of it? Um, I liked it. It was like one of the funniest episodes that I've ever seen. Um, I don't think it's one of my favorites, but it's um, it's up there. It's good. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I really, really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I thought it did have that perfect blend of, of sort of all of the elements of who, but I guess maybe... I'm the type that likes the bittersweet. I like yeah. it when they go to some of the darker places. And they, they killed s- a dinosaur. That's pretty yeah, dark. Yeah, you know? that was <laughs> well, Tracy. And we're going to get to this, but Doctor, oh, no, you didn't. The Doctor yeah. committed. Spoilers. Yeah. Spo- well, it's not a spoiler. We're talking about the episode. We're talking about the episode. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to that. But at the same time, I, I do kind of like... 
I, I liked the the season six overarching storyline. I yeah. know that this season is all about the movie poster one offs. We're going to strike into the, we got a little bit of Jurassic Park in this one, and I think that's great. <laughs> and I really like the thematically the idea of the movie poster a week. But I am a person that, in general, in my television, likes overarching storylines. I just yeah. I just like the f- ultimate fulfillment. Yeah, I mean, I have to say that the end of the last season did not thrill me. Yes. Okay, yeah. so I agree with you. Yeah, there was yeah. just something about it that bothered me. So I, I mean, for me, it's kind of nice. And I agree with you. I do like an overarching story, but but this was so cute. It yeah. was. And I know you said before the before we started that it was one of your favorites, and yeah. I, I kind of have to agree. I, I will. I will admit to having watched it three times today. <laughs> yeah, um, which is a lot for any episode. But it's just it's just so much fun. And Matt Smith to me was on fire. This is maybe one of my favorite episodes for him personally since his debut. Yeah. Um, in in the eleventh hour, he he struck the the fun aspects. He he had the darkness when he was dealing with Solomon. Sure. Um, you know, and he, he, as we'll get to later, he made some interesting choices. And just the the timing it was so breezy and fun. They set it up so quickly, and it was very easy to follow at the same time. An expanded cast for this one. I think one of the largest core casts yeah. we've ever had. Yeah, let's talk a little let's bit about, about the guest that. stars. Yeah. First of all, I I have to love this episode. And the reason is, is because <laughs> I at yeah. all, well, because it's dinosaurs on a spaceship and I appreciate anything that just says what it is and then is that. And it's dinosaurs <laughs> on a spaceship. Yeah. But I have to love this episode because I at all times have a time turner in my bag. I can oh. pull it out right now if we need me to, which means that I am a Harry Potter fan. Big Potter file. And this Absolutely. is a Potter heavy episode, my friends. <laughs> if you guys, I mean, I'm sure most people know, but we not only have Arthur Weasley, mm-hmm. Coming in, who is who is more perfect to play the ginger hair dad? <laughs> the put upon, adorable put upon. Trist, you know, sort yeah. of cantankerous. He's a pond. Yeah. Yes. Well, he's Brian a pond. He's a Williams. He's a Williams. <laughs> and then the we have. see a difference. If you, <laughs> if you didn't think that there was a way to hate Finch more than you already did, Filch. Filch, pardon yeah, me. Argus Filch. Finch. I don't know why I said Finch. I do know that it's Filch. <laughs> Argus Filch more than you already did. It's this character, Solomon. He yeah. managed to be the most. Because Filch Hideous. is really funny yeah. with yeah. the run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And the cat. But this character is detestable. I will say this, though. I wasn't super thrilled, don't be mad at me, with Nefertiti. Oh, I love Nefertiti. She wasn't, I wouldn't say she was, like, the strongest of the guest stars. Right. But, like, it's just, it's simple moments, like, when it's uh, it's her, Amy, and Riddell, uh, played by Rupert Graves, who I love from Sherlock. Um, they're they've got their flashlights and they're going around and just the way she presents herself with her with her flashlight. I would say she didn't get the most material. Uh, she this is what I mean by that. I don't think that she yeah exactly. For one, I don't think because this was a guest star heavy episode. Yeah. I don't think that she was sort of given her due as Queen Nefertiti. I think that she acted more as a plot device and almost a prop in the episode for people to react off of. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's yeah. Nefertiti. I have to own that. Oh, you're Nefertiti. I'm a queen too, don't you know? You know, <laughs> so she was sort of a device for other people to be funny or um, lascivious or um, you know, greedy. I'd say that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and I also wondered why she had a British accent. Because everyone has a British everyone accent. Everyone has a British Doctor accent. Who. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless they're American, yeah. they have that, a British but accent. Yeah. But that's like, but, there, but there's a conceit that I think I'm not sure should follow through. I mean, everybody should be speaking English because yeah. that, but why should they be speaking English with a British accent unless they're American? Because it's funny. Because it's Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I do. I do agree. But I And I do agree that she was sort of there for other people to react to. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I, I just, I liked her. I liked the, mm-hmm. I liked the way she sacrificed herself. Or yeah. attempted to. Attempted to. <laughs> yeah. Didn't quite. I, I loved uh, I loved Riddell. I thought that his scene with Amy when they were blasting raptors was just so awesome. <laughs> and it's something that we don't normally do. I normally get really skittish when they bring guns into Doctor yeah. Who. And uh, I think that they approached his character 
in a really nice way for that attitude. You know, he's a big game hunter, and no one really trusts him on that score, but he's a man who loves adventure. That's why the Doctor respects him. Uh, giving them those tw- tranquilizer guns, we kind of got around that a bit. I loved um, his first scene with the Doctor when he's like, oh, come on, I'm, 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 not, I'm not going if you're not going <laughs> to tell me what it is. And the Doctor just looks at him, and he just waits, and he's like, well, what is it? Because he's just burning deep yeah. inside. He just yearns for adventure. I love yeah. that. It's it's a gang. I've never had a gang before. Yeah. That, all right, that was that was really cute. There were actually some really good lines this week. Uh, yeah, this was I, a great script. It's new. I think that he he sort of worked also to bring things out of our other care, especially mm-hmm. Amy when Amy kind of briefly became the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And she had her two compa- her yeah. two. Well, I I'll, I won't deal with flirting companions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think I also think when well, we were talking about this before the show, um, yeah. I I love that Rory's dad went from somebody who doesn't like to leave or doesn't like to go anywhere to sending postcards. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so he's so very British, you know, what sort of man doesn't carry a trowel? Exactly. Um, <laughs> which uh Maybe not all British people carry trowels, but it's just the word I'm trowel. I'm assuming they don't. Yeah, all carry but, a trowel. You know, just it, <laughs> I think that's safe. He was he was just so very closed off, and although he picked up the whole conceit very fast, he wasn't thrown off at all. Right. When he, after Roy was just like, yeah, so we weren't in Thailand. We were traveling the entirety of space <laughs> yeah. and time in that box. Okay. He he did. He rolled with it rather yeah. quickly. And I think the episode demanded that yeah. he not have, because otherwise it would have been about that response. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And and they, you just didn't have time for that. But I love the moment, just the quiet moment at the end I when know. he's sitting with his lunchbox, because it's still so, you know, construction worker yeah. down to earth, but he's gazing <laughs> upon the earth. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool, especially in the span of an hour, when you can see a character change. Yeah. Yeah. You can really see a character and believe change. It. Yes, and believe it. And and I think Mark Williams, uh, who played Brian Williams, right. he, I think he sold <laughs> Arthur that. Weasley. Yes, fine, Arthur Weasley. <laughs> he sold it really, really well. Um, another set of guest stars that not everyone may have noticed, um, but our two robots, right. our bickering robots, who I loved personally, were played <laughs> by uh, David Mitchell and Robert Webb, right. who are a big uh, comedy duo in, in Britain. In Britain, yeah. And I love them, so I was really happy to see them. There. I will say this: there was two points of contention in in sort of the Whovian universe in this episode, yeah. okay. and one was the robots, who I actually enjoyed as well. Yeah. I think they are a great comedy duo, and I, I thought they were charming. And really funny, but a lot of people thought that they were sort of on the edge of I don't want to say a Jar Jar Banks, but but it, more yeah. toward that arena yeah. for them. And then yeah. the second thing was that on the final postcard that it was the wrong TARDIS, and then a bunch of people sort of got up in mm-hmm. arms over that that it was, it was I think the it, wrong TARDIS. Yeah, I think it was it was. Uh, if I'm not, and and you guys chime in here and tweet at us and yeah. let me know if if I'm wrong here, but I think it was the tenth Doctor's TARDIS. The tenth Doctor's TARDIS. I yeah. think so. I don't yeah. know. I think so. But this, anyway, that's just a little aside because that kind of thing, that sort of con- minor continuity error, mm-hmm. um, doesn't bother me. Yeah. I don't think that's sort of the point of the episode, and yeah. I don't no. like to get yeah. that into that kind of minutia. That's me personally, but I respect that some people do, and they yeah. really pay attention. And God bless you. Yeah, I love But the, the robots I liked. There. Yeah, and really it was only one line to me that that stepped over the line and made it a bit too corny. It was it was the one where he was like maybe I am scared. Uh, a little oil <laughs> just shot out there a second oh, ago. Oh yeah. It's yeah. just it was like the one bald line in a very artfully crafted episode. Yeah. Um what did you think? Do you think that they were a little too yeah. funny? Well, I like them personally. Yeah. They're funny robots. I don't have anything against that, but... Yeah. I just love a, a robot that says, we're cross with you. Yes. <laughs> it's just so not the voice you expect, and it just it made it so funny. throw tantrums? <laughs> I thought they were really funny. Yeah. I actually wouldn't have minded them sort of sticking around a little longer. Yeah. The one thing about this episode that I did find is that I think that some people that are introduced or new to Doctor Who mm-hmm. here in the United States don't understand, at least initially, that it's a family program. They, yeah. just, they think it's an adult sci-fi program. And what I thought this show did so well is illustrate how it really is set for all ages and it really is a a family program in the fullest sense of that term because usually when people say family programming here they mean it's aimed at kids yeah. my like, little pony but probably adults down. won't yep. really enjoy it <laughs> but the truth is with doctor who it really is everybody can enjoy it so i'm wondering with you are there is this something that you particularly liked in this episode or are there some episodes that you think get a little almost too scary or not 
Um, there's nothing too scary for me in that matter, but, um, I think it's really family show. Like you said, I think it's directed at all audiences, and I don't think anything that would be, like, too different with the content for the age groups. Yeah. yeah. This episode in particular, to me, when we're talking family shows, I think makes a great comparison to, I don't know if you saw Terra Nova when it was on, yes. which was right. a, di- a, a dinosaur show for the whole family right. that was just so awful. It was so oh, awful, you guys. And it was tragic. The dinosaur effects. Do you know anybody on it? We're just. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just like the dinosaur effects in this episode were so good compared to those. And- well, I think that what they did was re- that was really smart is that especially. Um, I called him Sparky. I know that I... Tracy. I, Tracy. I know Tracy. you called Tracy, but... Tracy. Fine, Tracy. Tracy. <laughs> but what they did, which which Jurassic Park did, was mm-hmm. that they used the combination of puppetry and mm-hmm. um, and CG. And really I think that strong that's practicals. the most effective way to, to do dinosaur effects. And so ha- he was built halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- so they were really riding half of a puppet um, when they were riding him. And that was, they had two guys behind him sort of pushing him along. And I think that that adds so much to you being able to connect to that. Especially, we have to be able to connect because we have to be able to feel it when he when he's killed. Okay, yeah. can I, all right, can I just say something? Because we are talking about this being a family show and they killed a dinosaur and... He killed someone. The doctor killed yeah. someone. Yeah. Yes. Oh no. oh, no. No no family programming in America would would have yeah. they would have the hero execute someone. Yeah. Now, would they banish guys, him or something? Obviously, the question of this season and, and as we know and has been talked about ad nauseum is Doctor Who. And so, I mean, how is this sort of new I this has to be revisited. Of course, he he hasn't been violence-free in his existence. No. But since sort of the the massive violent impact that he had and the destruction of two races, <laughs> including yeah. his own, um, he's been certainly incredibly judicious and yeah. very upset if he sees someone even, you know, I liked you until you brought up missiles. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't, no guns, zero yeah. weapons. It's so ingrained. And I think they've done a job recently of sort of ingraining it even more and I think the reason is is because they're going to break with that trajectory. Yeah, I think they are too. And this is the first time he's really willingly said, "Boom, I like he kills him." Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going to disagree. Yeah. I want to I would say they already have. And it's something that th- they've kind of started to make him more violent. Like a good man goes to war yeah. in season 6. Yeah. Um he killed so many people there right. with impunity. I yeah. would say versus versus that this was more, this was a terrible man who, he was out of options, and he let him die. I, I don't think, think he, he was out of options. He, he certainly wasn't. Out. Thank you. Go ahead, Tucker. Uh, he wasn't out of options. Like, he could have done something with him. That sounds wrong. But, right. um, <laughs> he could have found another option than just straight out executing him. Right. By putting the missile guidance thing in there and just letting him blow up. I mean, that... With the way that that's going, like, for me, when I think of that, like, violence with the doctor, I think it, like, the 13th doctor is going to go in there with, like, guns. Right. just, like, not yeah. even think going back to the old doctors at all where it's totally peace and stuff. That's right. how I think that the that, yeah. that doctor is going. And that's well, concerning because to Because he yeah. really, yeah. he could have taken him out. Yeah. yeah, and said it. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He could have had him go to jail. He could have had him do a number of things, but he wanted him to die, because I mean, certainly the one big trigger for the doctor is, is genocide, genocide mm-hmm. because he committed to not one, but well, the Daleks are back. Yeah. But yeah, wait, thir- yeah, yeah, Was it three, three I genocides. Three. I no. think so. Time lords, time lords, and the Daleks. Who else? Silenced. The silence. The silence. The silence. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Nice. Triple so, genocide. Triple Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. like like with any being, the thing that you're going to get most tripper, triggered about is the thing that you do mm-hmm. or have done That's and that true. upsets you the most about yourself. So, I think when he chose to kill him, it was that part of himself that hates himself yeah. for having committed genocide, which yeah. is... Of, in anybody's mind, the most heinous of crimes that yeah. you can commit well, is it, genocide. It's interesting because he, he he didn't just kill him. He didn't just put the thing in there. He explained exactly how it was going to happen. It was villainous. It he was. was gleeful. Yeah. He yeah. wanted him to die. You're going to die. He deserved to die. Oops. He did. No one's arguing. Hey, listen. Yeah, no, he did. He definitely did. No one's did. arguing. Yeah. Does, Hitler deserved to die, too. Okay. You know, but they didn't kill. The, but you know like, what I mean? Last week, we had him kick a Dalek that was going to explode into a room of other Daleks, and we had the one, <laughs> hey, who killed 
killed all the Daleks. Who do you think? He he is. It's not. I don't understand why this death in particular to you guys is such a big deal compared to how many other times he's killed people. It's always bothered me, but this one in particular, I was like justified. I well, no, I totally agree. It was justified. Absolutely. Yeah. I just think it was the way he did it. I think it was cold. Yeah, and it was it like you said, gleeful. Yeah, and, it really was. And I think that the reason that people are taking note of this death in particular is because the story creators want you to take note of this death in particular mm-hmm. because whatever has begun with this action is going to play out further yeah. for the doctor and his evolution as he moves forward in his life. I mean, he I think this is going to end up being very significant for him because it's going to be part of that He's going to be that dark side that's going to arise and the reconciliation that he's going to have with himself. Also, before we forget, the Silurians, who were the victim of the genocides, can we point this out? It's the same actor. who. So explain the time for me. Okay. Of the of the, of this, I'm serious. Explain yeah. the time of the Silurian escape with the dinosaurs, except they were also on Earth. Okay. Well, this that tape. I would, could, but I can't. All right. That <laughs> tape. That's, that was the same actor that was played the same Malachi. Actor that, mm-hmm. Yes, and that tape could have easily been recorded underground. They were in communication with that ship the whole time until mm. uh, until Solomon boarded and started killing everybody. So, so it was a group of Silurians that went to space and yeah. a group that stayed so underground. So let's say, let's say the, the yeah, big meteor so. that killed okay. the dinosaurs is falling to Earth. They send an arc of all of the beings that they can find on the planet with, so let's say, 5,000 Silurians who are all in sleeping pods into space with the hopes of finding another planet. Then uh, the robots said they had been on the ship for two millennia. Yeah. So let's say, I think it was like 2473 was the year they were in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the year 473 AD, they boarded the ship and started killing them. They hadn't found a planet yet. And once, uh, with no one left to pilot it, it reverted back to its original mission, which was to maybe come back to Earth someday when uh, there was no longer danger. Gotcha. You know, so we've got Silurians underground waiting for uh, the Earth to become habitable again because all of the humans have taken over. We've got Silurians out in space looking for a secondary planet. And I imagine that if they found it, they would message all the Silurians back home and say, come, we found a new planet. Okay. Let's, Let's go and be. Yeah. I'll, buy, I'll buy that for a dollar. All right. <laughs> I'll take it. Anybody? Anybody? RoboCop. That was a RoboCop reference, but I'll still buy that for a dollar. All right. Sweet. All right. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick break. A little commercial break. All right. On the note of genocide. <laughs> the new Fox Tuesday kicks off with New Girl's new season. Then welcome Ben and Kate. Stay away from my sister before you find out what six years of problem of God feels like. Well, like year and a half plus like four years on and off I was traveling. Followed by another all-new new girl. What am I looking at here? Pure, unadulterated friendship. And the Mindy Project. <laughs> Can't believe you're tattling. Tattling is when a little girl does it, okay? When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. The new Fox Tuesday from your September 25th on Fox. All right, we're going to talk about dinosaurs more because they made me so happy. Um, Let's do. Let's talk about more dinosaurs. Yeah, well, first of all, I, the dinosaur fetch was adorable. Yes. Dinosaur licking Brian was adorable. <laughs> Just, it was so cute. Why did they have to kill uh, well, well, because you had to, because you had to feel the. Here's the reason why. Yeah. You oh, had to feel the same. Um, you know unremitting glee <laughs> that the doctor felt when Solomon got his because you mm. have to confront your own dark because side. Because the man is ju- the man just d- doles out wanton cruelty. The doctor asks one question, how did you come across so many dinosaurs? And he's like, shoot that man. Yeah. Injure the older one. I'm not going to give you anything. I don't care who dies. I don't care who gets hurt. Yeah. I don't care if I have to shoot every dinosaur in here. I'm getting out with Queen Nefertiti because I am evil. And like some <laughs> some people are probably going to say there's no complexity to that to that villain. But like just there are cruel and evil people out there. I love. I felt like this episode really delivered on the promise of that big poster that uh, that Stephen Moffat talked about and that they released. 
Um, just the image of them riding on the triceratops yeah. oh. was just so much fun, and the raptors were super were super awesome. Raptors are always super scary. Yeah, because yeah, they they're Period. smart. Yeah, because they're they're too smart, and Clever it's go. and the teeth. It's not fair. <laughs> I like the pterodactyls. Just yeah. saying, we can take. I think let's take one quick moment to name some. Here's one of my favorite lines of the episode okay. Okay. is when right, she yeah. says um, gender relate. What did she say exactly? He was like, well, you know what I need right now? A lesson in gender. Relations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic. Which was like an ongoing theme in the episode. And then, I, I don't know, I found it strange that Nefertiti and Riddell wound up together. Okay. Can I talk about this now? I know it's, I know it's off topic, but it's just one nagging thing okay. yes. that I, I can't help it. So one of the rules in this show is we, we don't we, – we save people and we deal with that, but we don't screw up history. Right. Right. So – he, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. He took her out of time, yep. and they left a futuristic gun yes. on the uh-huh. plains of Africa in 1902. Yes. Yep. I noticed that at the exactly that bothered me a lot yeah. at the end of the episode. I went, not okay. Like, not okay. why is Nefertini in the plains of Africa with a crazy space gun? Like, <laughs> no. As awesome as that is, as, as awesome, an image, and as it awesome. is awesome. Yeah. But. but but yeah, he. Th- this is the doctor not acting like a d- the doctor. Yeah, he's breaking his own rules. He's breaking yeah. his own rules. Okay, let me ask you guys this: He doesn't exist anymore, right? Do you uh, think yeah. he is somehow yeah. different? That he is somehow changed by the past? I wondered that actually. Yeah, I was, uh, and I, I think we'll get into that a bit more Late, when we when get we into spoiler, spoiler territory. Right. right. But uh, it was definitely an interesting thing that he didn't show up on that uh, price check. Yeah. Device. Oh, by the way, um, price check. It, <laughs> it was. It kind of was a price Outer check. Outer space price check. <laughs> it totally did, was. Did that bother you at the end of the episode when they kind of broke the rules of space and time? Do you pay attention to those kinds of things? Um, most of the times I do, but like sometimes I'll just be watching the show, and not really think about anything, just watching it. Um, I it kind of does annoy me about the doctor who, like, all of a sudden he, um, he's. Peaceful, he's nice, he's everything good. And then all of a sudden, he's killing people and just being this person that he totally isn't. So yeah. that just really annoys me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely, I, I have to agree, because I don't, I think he's definitely different. There's no There's no question. I mean, this is, yeah. this is not how the Doctor acts. Um, although... He's still Matt Smith, and he's still awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, he's I just de- had to say that this was just. A, he's like, delightful. He's a delightful murderer. He is. <laughs> he is a delightful murderer. But is that not more terrifying? Is it that is. not it is. more dangerous? Yeah, it totally is. Infinitely more dangerous. Do we think that he hooked up with Nefertiti? I think. Probably. I think something I think happened so. with Nefertiti. Yep. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's funny because they do uh-huh. this a lot in the show. Like the um, oh god, it was the Christmas special, uh, yes. season five Christmas special, and it was Marilyn Monroe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like he's romanced all these women. He's snog Madame. De Pompadour yeah. a while back, but um, he doesn't nice really. Yeah, but he doesn't really. <laughs> he, he's not a romantic. But he is a married man now, you guys. He is a it's married true. man. That's not. That's cool. the difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he was resisting. I think she was into it, and he was like, "We're both married. This is know. crazy." I, unless, I unless, think he did. Unless we're under the assumption that this is a doctor from an or even earlier time, right? Whoa. Which right. There's nothing to say that it is, but I, no, no, because he was up to speed on what it, when he'd last seen yeah, Rory yeah. And, and Amy, so that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that brings me to another thing. Have we ever actually seen the TARDIS sort of materialize around? around we've people? seen it what? from outside, right? But we've never seen it from the inside, which right? Is just yeah. an awesome shot. Yeah, awesome. I thought that was really, really cool. And how he continually doesn't get that he's the reason that he <laughs> yeah. has an interloper. You can't just bring people without asking me. What dad. am I a taxi? Service? <laughs> he materialized around us. Oh, oh very welcome. well then. <laughs> Which, uh, an, another thing that kind of nagged me a little plot hole, he would have met the dad at their at the wedding, wedding. Mm-hmm. and the dad would know him because the TARDIS materialized in the middle of the exactly. wedding yep. and exactly. disrupted the whole thing. And he yep. said he danced with everyone at the at the wedding, yes, including true. the men. Exactly. I, I thought that too. <laughs> I, yeah. I, did, I thought that was a plot hole too and that did bother me. But then I made up a whole story about how he was sick during the wedding and of course. Of course. somehow people didn't discuss the he magically appearing. He was so drunk. 
right. Please follow. He was so right. drunk at his son's wedding. He was drunk before it even happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he thought it was all an illusion mm. or a parlor trick. Well, no, he said that his dad doesn't leave the house except for golf and to go to the paper shop. So maybe he so didn't he, even come to the wedding. Exactly. Wow. It was too far. And he did have his golf balls we're on having, him. We're having to do a lot of <laughs> mental gymnastics to I justify. Really? Yeah. That, no, I mean, that that sort of is interesting. And I, I mean, I haven't really read people's reactions to this yet because I actually just saw the episode for the first time and will be watching it again. But um, I'm I'm curious because we have to do so much work to try to justify all the things that he's doing. I mean, it, it seems very deliberate. Yeah, mm. I'm just I'm just assuming everyone else is agreeing here. But feel free to tweet us and yeah. let us know. Let us know what you think. Um, I don't know. I think ultimately, whatever is the simplest explanation is normally the truth. Yeah, Occam's can, Razor. Occam's, Occam's razor. razor. Thank you, I forgot the name. <laughs> um, but yeah, Occam's Razor, whatever is the simplest thing, uh, is probably the truth. Yeah. So ultimately, I think that we're just going to have to accept that there are holes. Yeah. We love those holes. It, or we accept that, that in a television series it cannot be without... Yeah. Some you some manner of imperfection, right? Yeah. But the, but we do the. I do think that some of the inconsistencies are deliberate, and yeah. some are like I think the dad not knowing what the TARDIS is and so forth is mm-hmm. just, hey, we're just going to have to let this one go, kids. Yeah, you know, yeah. Probably. probably. Yeah, but I think largely the rest of it was deliberate, right? Yeah. Although I still I want to see if they're going to bring back Nefertiti and yeah. her gun. They were, they were just so entertaining. They were. You know? No, I just, I want to know if they're actually going to address that. If they're going to address the fact that she's got a giant space gun. Yeah. And he's in the wrong time. Well, it, the first episode left some threads hanging as well. Mm. And we'll get to that later in the show, yeah. obviously. Well, let's let's take a moment now just to sort of talk to you, Tucker. Tell us, okay. tell, tell us those <laughs> listeners and watchers, who you are if they don't know. Um, I'm Tucker. I'm 12. I'm... I play Neil in the movie Paranorman. I also do episodes of Good Luck Charlie and Big Time Rush, stuff like that. Cool. And how do you think that... And I, I was really interested in this because you're on their family television yeah. here, and you watch family television. How do you think it's sort of relate? I mean, do you think they're different? Do you think the shows that you're on are similar or different? I mean, it's not sci-fi. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. Um, in some parts, they'll be similar, but it's kind of off and on. You in know? the humor? Yeah. Or- yeah, because um, I, I think that paranormal. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, yeah, please. Well, because I think that paranormal in particular is a lot like Doctor Who, and that it mm-hmm. really appeals to yeah. across. Like, if you're of a certain age, if you're an adult, and you've seen horror movies over the years, you're going to get all of these amazing references that yeah. are in the film that are hilarious <laughs> and so brilliantly used. But I think if you're a kid, you'll really just love the Goonie like adventure of it. Yeah. Do you? I mean, you've seen the film. I've now. seen it like three times. Do you love it? I love it. It's amazing. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think it appeals to, like, all audiences. Like you said, the Goonie Knit. Goonie? I was thinking. The Goonies, go- yeah. The Goonies. I, I love that movie. I haven't yeah. seen that in so long. It's so Thank good. Thank you for yeah. knowing about that yes. movie. But, yeah, it, it definitely ha- it has that sort of, like, <laughs> yeah. Amblin Entertainment 80s kind of style. It treats its kids, kid characters, very smart, Yeah, yeah. I think. It yeah. doesn't, it, it doesn't it assumes that they know what they're doing, and it assumes that they're smart, and it doesn't talk down to anybody. Not at all. And I, I had the opportunity to actually visit Leica um, and do a little set visit there and, and talk to um, the directors, and I interviewed them later. They told me that you brought a lot to that character and that you did a lot of improv. I love the character of Neil. Yeah, very, very Neil. funny. Did you get the opportunity to do some improv, you and um, Cody? Um, yeah. Um, if you remember the scene where me and Cody are in the backyard playing with the dog, but yeah. uh-huh. where that whole stick <laughs> fetching thing, that was all improv in that. So that, that was, was like awesome. one of, and there's a bunch of other improvs in that, but the main funny one was with me and Cody. Yeah, Cody, if you guys don't know, Cody Smith McPhee does the voice of Paranorman in yeah. the movie. He was um, also in The Road. Um, yeah. Oh. yeah. He's he's really still not over that movie. Yeah. He, he's in some darker, yeah. and let darker me in. entertainment. Yeah. Let me in, which was the American remake of, of uh, let, let the right, right one, one in. in. Yeah. Do you no. did not yeah. see that, I hope. No. Okay. No. Okay. okay. I, don't, I don't really like horror movies. Yeah. Okay. I, you I should a, not be watching that anyway. I have a question though. I want to know since uh, you know, uh you're a younger fan, what drew you to the show originally? It always it always I always get curious about what draws different people to this show because there's so many elements there. Mm-hmm. There's so much to love. 
and all the episodes are very different. Doctor Who? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about something else. Oh, no, yeah, no. <laughs> what, what elements of Big Time Rush really draw you? <laughs> well, I'm honest. No, oh, um, <laughs> actually, um, like, my Aunt Heidi yeah. watches uh, the show, and um, she was just watching it one day, and I was over at her house, and I was like, what's this? And I watched it, and that was the one with the Weeping Angels. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Blink. That was, was one it Blink, of my favorite episodes. The one, the, the one with... Um, that was mostly just yeah. the angels, their introduction? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think they're, the other ones were on, too, after that. I think okay. it was like a continuation of it. But I think that Weeping Angel, like, little, not series, but that little part right there was some of my favorite. In season yeah. five, yeah. the two-parter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I heard that River whispers, like, when she said she goes to jail for killing a good man. Uh-huh. I heard a rumor that she whispered the doctor's name. Mm-hmm. Like, she mouthed the doctor's name. Mm-hmm. So I I want to go back and I can actually see yeah. if she... Oh, now I have see to watch it again. Because yeah, the big question now... I, hey, everybody, Dr. please Who? your blood bets. What's mm-hmm. the doctor's real name? Okay. They should have the toll on BBC America. His his real name, of course, is Pee Wee Herman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? Oh God. Um. I don't. I, I honestly don't know. John Smith hiding yeah. in John plain sight. Oh. Hiding in plain sight. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey Peterson. Exactly. Wibbly wobbly timey wider. Jacoby. Yeah. What do you think? What would his name be if you got to make it up? Um. R2-D2. <laughs> oh, that's on my phone. Okay. Where did you get that? I, it was sent to me. I'll tell you after the show. Because okay. I want that case. I need a case for my phone anyway. So so, so you need it. So I are do. the Weeping Angels your favorite villain? Your like favorite monster? Weeping Angels. Um, well, no, I'm trying to think of some other good villains. I don't know. Yeah, I like the They're Weeping They're pretty Angels. great. Yeah. I wouldn't say there's a villain in, like, but a, a whole, like, all the villains that hate the Doctor... Um, and do you guys remember the Pandorica episode? Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. In that, like, a different reality where he has to drive the Pandorica up into the TARDIS, mm-hmm. that was, I, that or opening the Pandorica was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, that two-parter was so good. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to say the Weeping Angels are definitely my favorite. I think, I think, I mean, and I hate to be on the bandwagon, I, I think that, that Blink is probably for me, but I also really like, which is another sort of non-traditional episode, um, I really, really like Midnight yes. a lot. Mm. Most, I, that's like, um, almost like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, it really yeah. is. That's yeah. exactly what it's like. And I watched the Twilight Zone a lot as a kid, yeah. so maybe that's why I respond to it. I also think it's just he often is, extols the virtues of human nature, mm-hmm. and I think that that story-wise illustrates the the darker elements of human nature and yeah. the paranoia and the willingness to sacrifice, like you know, commit violence with no real cause yeah. because of what their own minds are making because up. Because of fear. Because mm-hmm. of fear. Yeah. And um, Paranorman does that too. It, it sort of illustrates mm-hmm. what people are willing to do because they're afraid. The yes. bad mistakes that people make because they're afraid. But So I really like that. But I also, and we agreed on this last week, mm-hmm. I love Let's Kill Hitler. Yeah. That's yes. that was a really good it's episode. It's so funny. Oh, love and it. it's so sharp and it's such mm-hmm. a good question. Let's, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get Rory Pond punching Hitler in the face and then fretting over Hitler in the closet. Yeah, you can't, you can't beat that. That's, yeah. but, all, and all of it's so brilliant. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say my favorite episode is The Doctor's Wife. Okay. That is such yeah. a good episode. And that just won a Hugo Award mm-hmm. yeah. this week. Actually. And Neil Gaiman is writing another episode. Which is so exciting. So, so excited. So but you know what's really funny about that is that I have heard so many people dislike that episode. Oh. And I, I will say this. Neil Gaiman is the first person that was celebrity that I followed on Twitter. Yep, me too, I, actually. <laughs> I lo- have read all his books. Yep. I, I, you know, like, I just think he's so such an incredible storyteller. I'm shocked that that episode is as controversial as it is. I can't believe it is at all, Isn't I that I love. I, I mean, episode that one. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I think it's because it's it's such a non traditional episode. Yeah, um, you know they're popping outside of reality. Almost feels like alternate universe. Okay, mm. like it's it's something. If it, it feels like it. <laughs> It's what one of the things that makes it both great and and a bit controversial is it feels like an episode written by a fan. Right. Um, it's delving into the the mythology of the Doctor's relationship with yeah. his TARDIS. Um, I love it just because of the references to the older seasons, the the sequence in the tunnels with with Amy and Rory. Um, 
Uh, I love that episode so much. I don't know why people hate it. I don't what hate were you it. It's say, my favorite. Tucker? No, I just re- I just said like, oh, I remember that. Episode. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. It. Yeah, that's yeah. your very very favorite. It's my very very favorite. I think those three. Right. I mean, you know, this is the kind of thing that you change your mind all the time yeah. about. Yeah. But I think for me that those three are are three of my favorites. Blink. Um, Midnight and mm-hmm. and Let's Kill Hitler. But yeah. they're very different. Very, yeah. very different episodes. Yeah. And honestly, none of them can really be considered like a traditional no. Doctor yeah. Who episode. You know, land on planet or, or time period. Something bad is happening. We get split up. We deal with it. We go home. Although, although I would say Silence in the Library yes. is oh. also the two part is also so, so good. Yeah, that that would also be on my list of, of top mm-hmm. five, which is a more traditional yeah. land on planet soft yeah. because it does have all of those shades. It's you know it's got a really menacing villain. Mm-hmm. It's well monster. It's got a tragic series of events that unfold. And then here's my question to you: at the end of that episode, okay. And I'm sure that this is a very obvious thing. At the end of that episode, River Song, I mean, that's her forever land. Yep. Right? It's her, yeah, it's where she dies. It's where she dies. So yeah. that's, so she's in that alternate created little girl mm-hmm. face. Forever. Forever. Yeah. And uh, I, as I mentioned last week, I'm most excited for, like, I, it would make me as a fan just kind of squee with delight. The episode when she gets the rejiggered screwdriver that she yeah. uses in that yeah. episode when we meet her, um, you know, newer fans who've only seen the, the newer seasons, five, six, seven, you know, the, it's definitely worth checking out to see that just because it, it lends her whole arc that much more weight. Except this. Okay. The, and this is where Doctor Who can get away with being, because we talked about this last week, River Song yeah. can't die because she's already dead. Yes. And, right? Yeah. And we talked about the fact that that's the first time that I met, which for him, which has to be the last time yeah. for her. Yeah. Except, except if she is a piece of data, there has got to be a way to reanimate that. Yep. Okay. Well, that's how I've always assumed that eventually they would recast River Song. Exactly. So, I mean, they're going to have to. They can't. Well, she can't regenerate. Right. Though. She right. put all but her she, regenerations. But, they, but she's but data. Can, yep. So they she can put her into a new body to regenerate. Speaking, they can regenerate. Yeah. Her. In fact, I just watched the okay. um, Through the Wormhole, okay. which anyone who watches any of the shows that we do so knows good. how much I love it. But so they were just I. talking about it. Yeah. So they were talking about reanimating and taking um, the mind and making it just data yeah. and putting mm-hmm. it into a robot body. So I mean, by the way, this is the whole the whole Caprica. Storyline uh-huh. basically yeah. is that you well a little bit different obviously yeah. because that's her actual data but that if she is data she they can find a way to put that and this was in Eureka as well mm-hmm. obviously a storyline in Eureka they can find robot. a way to transfer that data into a robot body yeah mm-hmm. I and I hear you and there's something I want to talk about uh, on that line later in the show when we're discussing spoiler territory well we're already there actually. yeah we're pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, we're well pretty actually much should we discuss the ponds. I, I do want to discuss one thing, which okay. is the moment, the beat that she has with the doctor where he's like, how's the job going? And we addressed her model career mm-hmm. last week. Pouting at the camera? Yeah. And she's already abandoned it because she can't sit still. She's just waiting for the doctor to turn up and his visits are becoming less and less frequent. Mm-hmm. And she literally asks them, asks him, are they the new us? Meaning yep. Riddell right. and Nefertiti. Absolutely not, as we know. Yeah. Right. But, okay, so let's just say that we've already sort of delved into the field of speculation, as I like to call it. <laughs> the field of speculation. <laughs> so, if you guys want to, you know, be on board with us here in, in the land of speculation, these aren't really spoilers. I mean, we yeah. may get into some spoilery territory mm-hmm. when we talk about things that we know for sure are going to come up this season with the ponds. Um, but other than that, this is just us speculating on what may or right. may not happen in the future for the show. So let's talk about the ponds. The other thing that she says to the doctor mm-hmm. is, you know, or me, you'll be there till my bitter end. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the... Epic ad- foreshadowing. Right. Yeah. Epic yeah. foreshadowing. Thank you. That's yeah. awesome. And if you look at the advertisements, you look at sort of the banner ads mm-hmm. for um, for the fifth episode, which is when we know yeah. that we're going to lose them, yeah. the Angels Take Manhattan, yeah. which we want a Muppets Takes Manhattan parody. We'll remind yes. you guys. Please. Uh, with Please. The angels. Someone do it. Rory, Rory and Amy are grayed out angels and he's he's in color human looking yeah. like this oh, but they're behind standing behind him grayed out as if yeah. they're they have become or are becoming angels mm-hmm. 
thoughts? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, look, I want there to be. I want there to be a positive ending for them. Like, I but don't. There can't be. There can't be. It. No, there can't be. There. I really don't. Stephen Moffat already yeah. said it will yeah. be heartbreaking. Not it, everyone is going to make it out alive. Are you okay with this yeah. discussion, by the way? Yeah. Of us yeah. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, Tucker's cool. He's down. Okay. Yeah. But I mean there's there's no way it can be positive because then she'll just keep waiting. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's the thing. Like there's got to be a way to end that dynamic and mm-hmm. I think that unfortunately and as we talked about last week that he has said not everybody's going to make it out alive. Yeah. So that's Rory or Amy. I don't think you can lose one with the, out the other. No, I don't think no, you can. I think they're both going. Yeah. 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 They both have to. Come. Are they going to become angels, you guys? I think she already was becoming she one. She already yeah. was. And yep. but she's also part Dalek too. Now. I know. <laughs> like, that's and true. <laughs> I want to talk about that because I read a theory online this week that I really love about Oswin's return. Okay. Um, I read it on. But she's coming back as Clara. I know. I know. But but uh, stay with you. Pardon with, me. I'm, pardon me. Carry okay. on. <laughs> um, on ain't it cool news on there? They do a great weekly doc backs. Uh, if if you guys aren't on there, you really should. The people there are really great and uh, and friends they, of ours yeah. and friends of ours yeah. exactly. Yeah, friends of the show. Um, so. They posted a theory that uh, Oswin put her consciousness using the PathNet into the nano cloud last week that was okay. transforming mm. them. And she essentially was able to turn herself into data and download herself into oh. the doctor. What have I just been talking about? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh-huh. Download himself into the doctor, oh. and oh. she's just incubating inside the TARDIS. She's just growing. Wait, download herself into the doctor or into You're, the TARDIS? Like, well, in, I, <laughs> they're one okay. and the same. Na- yeah. yeah, but yeah. the nano cloud okay. was uh, all around the TARDIS. Fair enough. Um, and that she's just incubating, okay. and then something, our tragic end to the ponds is going to happen, and he's just going to turn around, and she's just going to be there in the TARDIS, fully materialized. Why would her name be different? Uh, I think it maybe yeah, there'll like just be a name. rule. There's yeah. just, maybe there's just or, a rule. Or maybe that's really, maybe they are going to stick with Oswin. Maybe, maybe just, Oswin is her nickname, so do we she goes think, by her so, mother's so name, So do Clara. we think that them calling her Clara has been a, a, a sort of red hair, like it a misdirect yeah, on I, the part of the marketing team? It could be a team? massive misdirect. Mm-hmm. They got away with it with the with the first episode. Yeah. By the way, I want to bring anywhere. this up. Somebody tweeted me because we were, Matt and I were talking last week about how they had had people return, they played a character and then mm-hmm. returned as different characters. Yeah. Um, and we forgot to, I can't believe I forgot, Karen had been in the fires of Pompeii. That's right. true. Yep. She was. She was no. one of the, the Vestal Virgins. She was one of the yep. Vestal Virgins. Yeah. Sure you were. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, get in, Karen. you dirty bird. <laughs> I, I, I like that theory. I, I like the idea that it was a massive dis- misdirect because I did like that character yeah. Yeah. quite a bit. Although somebody else had a very interesting take on that character, too, because I'd been saying she was a technological savant, and they said, no, wasn't she sort of a lower level crew member probably the idea that she was a technological savant was her, in her imagination I counter with this I counter that theory okay. with this okay. that the doctor specifically said that the Daleks took the extra effort to transform her right. into a physical Dalek because of her brilliance because yeah. of her brain so yep. her brilliance it her brilliance was inherently herself it wasn't made up right. she really and she clearly I mean I don't think you can make up the ability to do things and then do them yeah. If you could, I can ice dance. No. I, I do believe. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I do believe that. I don't know why ice dancing is what came to my head. <laughs> being a Dalek made things easier for her. We can we can at least agree on that. Okay. That, um, you know, he was like, how can you possibly be hacking into the Dalek network? Well, I'm a super genius. F- super genius, fine. But I don't think that if she, I think that if she was not a Dalek, she would not have been able to do that. Sure. Possibly not. I like the idea that she will be, that his next companion will be, in some manner, a Dalek. And the reason that I like that she would retain some of those traits is that it forces him on a daily basis to confront a being that is at least partially his worst enemy. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that the next sort of, the next season for the Doctor, I think we're getting these big, fun, you know, po- movie poster episodes now to prep us for something that's going to be an overarching thing about yeah. his confrontation with himself and I like the idea that that would be externalized. Cool. Yeah, I you also know? like the idea of a companion who isn't just another hot girl. Yes. Because as much I like I love Amy, everyone loves Amy. Yeah. Sure. And and everyone loves Rory, but it's it's still And everyone loved Rose. Of course. Yeah, everyone 
love Rose? Well, I didn't love Rose, but that's right. <gasps> I did. I did not love. I did not dislike Rose. No. I just didn't love Rose. Yeah. The love that I have for Amy. And I love Donna. Right. I don't oh, love, Rose. love Donna. You identify with Rose. Right. You love. But Donna. you know, one of the reasons I, I liked them. Donna um, was because she wasn't just like a possible hookup. It yeah. wasn't. She, she didn't was compl- care about nope. that. She was, was not interested different. whatsoever. Well, I, Donna has a really fun moment um, in the Doctor's Daughter, where the Doctor's mm-hmm. Daughter has seduced their jailer, and he she goes. Let- I've learned a bit about seduction over the years. Let me give that a go. And he's just like, let's hold on to that for later. (laughs) She's so fantastic. She's she's just a fabulous comedian and dramatic actress. I want to raise um, a point uh, that we mentioned earlier about the doctor not showing up on that sort of alien price checker. Yeah. Um, And uh, was Oswin's, Oswin deleted him from the Daleks why would that have no idea what he was? Because, uh, okay, before, and this is my guess, before Oswin deleted him from the Daleks, which was mm-hmm. is going to continue to play out also, obviously, he was dead. Oh, right. You yeah. know? He died. And so yeah. I think, I mean, but what but my history question knows is that who history he is. knows who right. he is. Exactly. Yeah. So even if you're dead, does that mean that your identity is then wiped out from all the databases? That Shouldn't. doesn't quite make sense. Yeah, because Queen Nefertiti is dead, too. Exactly. Because yeah. Queen Nevertini is dead. So that that is key. And I think yeah. that that was not accidental. Yeah. And, and yeah. that is going to... This is somehow a different doctor yeah. that physically, and I don't know why or how, that physically... Inherently, this is a different doctor. So you think that this but is almost not. this is almost like a like a ganger reveal from last season? Uh, like it's maybe. we're going to be discovering we didn't. It's possible, but you know who? So I, strange. I think the only way we're going to see that, like the the thing that'll, that'll be the tell, is when he sees River Song again. Exactly, mm-hmm. that's going to be the tell because she's going to know. She'll know. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, another thing that I want to bring up, and it might have just been a throwaway line, but you know, throwaway lines are never throwaway. When the Silurian is talking about all of the species on the ship, he said, uh, 49 out of 50 species are having no trouble surviving, but one is having an issue. I want to know what it was because I don't know why they would Ooh. they would specify point out that there was a species on the on board that was not surviving well that something was wrong with one of them if it had zero significance exactly. because there's no reason yeah. to mention it yeah mm-hmm. absolutely that's true I didn't catch that I didn't catch that either good catch you yeah mm. thank you I think that will definitely play but there's a lot that he's going to have to play out yeah. eventually yeah oh, I you love know? this show I do too I because, know because the thing is I trust that they will resolve yeah. it well yeah. I really do. Mm-hmm. I trust that that 50th episode is absolutely going to deliver. Oh, and I trust that so whatever excited. they're leaning towards, it's going to be better than anything we are currently imagining. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to I have to point out, um, I, at Dragon Con, I spent some time with the Nerdist, Chris Hardwick, and yeah. he said someone sent him the theory that Rory is the master. So, Which I want, I, I want you to elaborate on this, because you told me this before the show, and I... How? I know. Well, he just told me about it, and I I wanted to throw that out there just to sort of get reactions. But there are just so many little moments where Rory's just slightly off. I don't know if I believe this or not. I'm just – it was just a really interesting theory, but that he doesn't have the nightmares that everyone else has. He gets headaches when people – regenerate. Like, it's – I look, I'm I'm just throwing it out there because he mentioned it to me. What what do you think about that? Because I want want a fresh take – Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> no. right. It's um, a little mind blowing. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm like sometimes the, to me, Doctor Who can get more confusing than Inception, and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? Now? That was awesome. That was awesome. Nice. I love the Inception nice. reference. Yeah. Well, what would you like to see happen when when the pawns leave? What would you? What? How would you like to see them exit the show? Well, I don't see how they can't like exit the show without them dying. I mean, that's like the only way that they can go out. Because if they're still alive, then the doctor still has to go back and visit them because he can't just leave Amy waiting again. Yeah. Right. It's that guilt trip. Yeah. He can never... He already already has a guilt of the death of three, like, species Mm -hmm. on his conscience, so he can't have the guilt of just Amy waiting forever. Yeah. And I think they've tried to really nail home, though, how special Amy and Rory are to yeah. him yeah. in these last few episodes, because it has to be something that we believe is going to bring him to a crisis point just as much as those 
those massive acts were. Yeah. Well, yes. because, I mean, he did say when she's like, are they the new us? And he said, no, they're not pawns. Yeah. yeah. So, And I love the moment with, the, by the way, with his dad. I'm not a pawn. Sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> of course you are. are. Everyone's a pawn. Yeah. I like you. You're a pawn. Can yeah. we just make one little reference to the fact that the doctor kissed Rory because it's all over Tumblr? <laughs> yeah. I just have to say it. But then he smacked him. I know. Yeah. Why would you get get my hopes up, Rory? Tell me, Rory. If you you could pick who and when the 13th Doctor would come in. Or the 12th Doctor. Yeah, sorry, pardon me, not the 13th, the 12th. No hate. I'm allowed hey, to it make is a valid, verbal it's a valid type question. Of. We could say, you know what? In in 2020, I would like to see. Do you the think it's going to be all the way right. to 2020? Well, no, I, I heard that he's leaving. Matt Smith is leaving. Right. So yeah. who who yeah. would you want the next the 12th Doctor to be? Oh boy, I just want him to be like as funny and quirky as Matt Smith because I watched some of the other Doctors and I didn't like them as much because they're not like as funny as Matt Smith. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I have to yeah. agree with that. I mean, I, I love him. I know there are people who are her tenant fans mm-hmm. for forever and will never take anyone besides him. But for, I, and I love him. I love him. But, yeah. but you, Matt Smith. But my verbal typo, which is what we'll call it, yeah. um, <laughs> actually brings up an interesting point, which is you just said 2020. I mean, here's the thing they come on for two or three seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't come for 10 seasons. Yeah. And so we're going to get to 13, the last. Yeah. And unless they change. Their yeah. own rules. They this have is to the rewrite. Last. They have to rewrite the mythology. They have because to rewrite the, the mythology. The Doctor only has twelve regenerations, right. thirteen lives, yep. which means that we're going to be done with Doctor Who forever and ever. Nope, 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 nope. No. Except, no they're going to fix it. They're gonna, and 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 this <laughs> is what I put to you, bringing us full circle to close out the hour. Yeah. Data streams. Okay. Regeneration mm. via data streams. I don't want robot doctor. No. no. I cry no. false. You I would rather right have them entirely right rewrite the mythology. No. Here's here's there there in my mind. There are two ways to get to get around it. Okay. One, which no one wants, but hey, I'd take it because they would only do it if they <laughs> did it well is reboot the show. And I know oh. I know I know I know I know. From starting uh-huh. with one yeah. Oh, no. no. Can't. We veto that. Okay. Give us two. Two is they rewrite they rewrite the mythology and they get away with it because we'll buy it. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy, buy it. it. Mm. I don't care. As long as it sounds What's wrong fine. with data streams? Because. Robot doctor. The, yeah, no yeah, one wants no a robot, robot doctor. doctor. No it's a still doctor. him. No, He's not a Dalek, though. It's no, still it's him. No, he's a robot. He has two hearts. He has to you know continue what? to have two hearts. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Whovian universe, <laughs> weigh in. Because I will put this to you. Yeah. I will put this to you that your clear robot bigotry is getting in the way here. Okay. And I am a person that believes that Siri is the harbinger of the singularity. She's terrified of my oh phone. I am she really is. that Siri, and I mean this, plus Google it equals... Oh, I believe in equals Skynet. Skynet. That is yeah. the, this is the harbinger of the singularity. Oh, yeah. However, I will say this, <laughs> that if you are talking about the fundamental questions that science fiction is asking, the fundamental question yeah. is what is it to be human? And if it is the sole personality and personhood, time lordhood, time lordhood, time lordhood of the doctor, then why do we say that that is not an equally, equally valid life form? He would be ashamed of you, sir. Okay, let's, let's, let's throw down in the after, let's throw down in the after buzz TV Thunderdome. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to talk about it from the perspective of a television producer. No audience would ever buy a, a robot doctor or doctor downloaded into another body because that is not the doctor. You can regenerate him into another body, but if if it is ever not him, there will be a huge backlash. But think it about is I think him. So. Are you saying your body makes you you? The very show defies the idea that the body makes you you. Roth, I'm not disagreeing with you in terms of <laughs> morals or ideas. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Terminator Salvation mm-hmm. for a hot second. And I'm the talking about Terminator Sa- Sarah Connor Chronicles. Okay, and oh, I and I that watched show. that show, and we're going to get into a <laughs> massive debate when the show is over. But I'm just going to point out the original ending for Terminator Salvation was going to be that we were going to reveal that John Connor yes. was a Terminator, yes. mm-hmm. and then uh, Sam Worthington's character was going to reskin himself as John Connor, yes. and then continue on. Yes. And fans so roundly rejected. It, yeah. that they reshot the ending of the movie. And I it's don't a terrible th- movie, not yeah. for that reason, but by the way, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. Yeah. 
they would never take that risk. Okay. I, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna weigh in here because I, I agree with both of you with certain points. Now, I definitely agree that the existence and, and Roth and I have talked about this on a Eureka show. The existence is your personality and your thoughts and, and your all of soul. that and your soul. So it's not about the body. However, I do agree with Matt in that there's no way people are going to buy it. Okay. I think they're going to have to rewrite. I, I, I don't think they can. I think that they will be equally incensed if they break the mythology that it has exist for, existed for low these... You get 13 generations. Yeah. They, the regenerations. If you break that rule, you just said F you, pardon me, for, for the last... <laughs> However many decades taking him out of his body and making him a bit a bunch of bits and bites is the blue lightning Superman from then, the nineties. Right. I believe they'll do it with River Song, but I don't believe they'll do it with the Doctor. All right, guys. I agree. Yeah. I'm not saying they won't. I'm saying you guys out there, Hoovians, in the comments, you leave your yes. idea. Fight it out. Fight it out. Team you, Roth. I'm not Team Lieberman. No, I'm not saying I'm hundred percent. I'm saying that's I'm a option. I already vetoed your option of reboot the whole thing, but you guys weigh in. Of these three that we've already named, what would you like to see? Or do you have a better idea of your own? Please. Yeah. Let's end it off. And then let's just end it there. And then say, Tucker, where can where can people see your wonderful work? Besides all of you, I insist that you see Paranorman. See the movie. Because it's awesome. Um, so, yeah, Paranorman, Good Luck Charlie, Big Time Rush. I just did a pilot for Disney XD. So we're waiting to hear about that. Okay. And Twitter. Great. Your Twitter and handle? Twitter. At Tucker Albrezi. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Tucker. Yep. And guys, make sure you tweet us directly with some of those comments, too, because I, I'm dying to hear what you guys are thinking. Yes. All right. You can follow me at Jenna Bush, B-U-S-C-H, like the beer, not the president. I am at J-R-O-C, J-R-O-T-H-C. And be gentle with my verbal typos today because I actually am really sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I am at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. Thank you, guys so much for Thank watching. Thank you, yay! Subscribe! Rate us. Please subscribe. Woo-hoo. Team J-Ro! Oh, team M Leaves. Boo bigotry! Team Leaves! <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.